0: Hey everybody, Scott Johnson here and I'm happy to say that I listen to Alpha Geek Radio.
1: Mr. Stanley. Hey. Let's get away from it. You take it. Keep back
2: working. You know Come You know to Todd if you can't say something nice about somebody, just be quiet. I thought I'd let you listen to MacFarlane for a while, because then you'll appreciate me when I come on. I, forgive me; I know it must have been an ordeal for you, but at least now we're on the right track. Why are you there and I'm here? No, I'm. Just Why aren't moving, we together?
1: I'm moving, it, I'm moving this back so these people don't have to look the corner of a table here. Come sit down. We'll have a chat. Are you going to we'll sit like, there? We'll be like between Why can't two I ferns. Sit at the table? Between two
2: ferns, Obama. Sit down. I so. need the protection of a table in front of me. Okay. You, you. We're too vulnerable this way. <laughs> all right. What the hell? Okay. So let's
1: ask the first obvious question that they're all begging to ask you right now, Sen.
2: What's it like being you? It's wonderful. <laughs> I, I can't <laughs> describe it. The glory. The grandeur. What the hell are you talking about?
1: Hey, I don't know if you guys know, Stan was in San Francisco yesterday, throwing out the first pitch at the, the, the Giants ball it's game. It's
2: called the San Francisco Giants. Giants,
1: right. To uh, actor Michael Rooker from Walking Dead, who's down here. And, and Michael had been sitting down in the green room uh, making excuses why he couldn't catch Stan's fastball. So...
2: I begged Michael to be here instead of what's his name, but Michael obviously had more important things yeah. to do. That's I got stuck with. I, I'll remember your name sooner or later. Yeah. What is it you do again? Uh, I just copy some of the crap you did. This guy, so, this guy did the best-selling Spider-Man book of all time years ago. <laughs> And I was so jealous, I didn't talk to him for five years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So look, at every, everybody,
1: whether you're old or you're young, at some point you've got to go out into the world try to get a job, right? I mean, arguably one of the most difficult things we have to do. I've written before how I got rejected hundreds of times. So see if you can just tell people how you got your introduction into the business and how tough of a road it was and how many doors you got closed on your face before... it was
2: easy for me I started out as a lowly assistant people realized how brilliant I was and before you knew it I was the editor and art director see see, he's got to learn how to cut a story short I heard him before going on and on and on with his history and I heard the sound of snoring in the audience and I said I've got to come up here and rescue you because I care for you people Yeah. Oh, by the way, let me take the pain and the injury out of what I just said. Let me say something nice. I have something for you that you don't expect. Now, this is going to be a very touching moment. You're in for a real event that you're going to see right now. Nobody ever gives this man anything because nobody likes him, but I have something for you. Okay. And Mac. No, not Max. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot his name. Max, would you please bring the something out? Stand up. Uh -uh. Uh-oh. Take the mic. Look what I've got for him. A Spider-Man guitar. (laughs) Signed by Stan Lee. My God, it's spicy. (laughs) <laughs> he is so awed. He is so overwhelmed by gratitude. What's he doing? I'm going to put it there so people can see it. Aren't you going to play it for us? No, no, we're good. We're good. All right. Well, I thought it would really cause more of a stir than that. I mean, if that's how emotional you're going to get, I'm going to take the damn thing back.
1: All right, let's go back uh, to the early 60s. You mean that's <laughs>
2: it with the guitar? We, we planned it. We rehearsed it for hours that, that we'd give him the guitar and he would melt in, in a sea of emotion and gratitude. Oh, boy. Uh, you can This see, is why I have no use for the man. Can, I've been telling you.
1: You can see he's a writer. He likes to embellish, ladies and gentlemen. So let's go, let's go back to the 60s now. 60s. There's, again, for uh, I don't know how old and how much people read history, comic books sort of are in their zenith in the 30s and the 40s, and then in the 50s we get in trouble with comic books, right? We have the Congress has their hearings. Doctor Wortham comes in, says the comic books are distorting the mind. He of says the youth. to be
2: right, but he doesn't wait for an answer. He keeps going on and on. You let this man have the stage. You give him a microphone. I could leave and have lunch and he'll still be he wouldn't know I was gone. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I came to rescue them for you, and I still can't shut them up. I mean to rescue them from you. Okay.
1: So let's see if we can answer at least one question before these good people have to go here.
2: So in the 60s, and they, they don't s- have to go. They're going because you won't stop talking. Oh. <laughs> I know I am adorable. <laughs> All right.
1: All right. Let's see if we can get one question answered. In the '60s,
2: but again, they have the Congress. That's your question. They're supposed to ask. No, no, questions. we're going to get to that. Oh, really? Oh.
1: We're going to get to that. We're going to get to your questions in a bit. Right. But, I, but here's here's the, the thing. I mean, look, they all know you from your Marvel work, and for all intents and purposes, it's <laughs> it's the '60s, the '60s character. So, yes, so, so, awesome. so, talk to us about Congress coming out. Having all the, the the literally having to reinvent Marvel. How did you guys go about reinventing Marvel, and ultimately you creating all those characters?
2: I don't know what he's I don't know what he's talking about. Congress wanted to do something, and I had to reinvent Marvel. No, no, no. You're right. So Marvel comes along, right? Yeah. So Marvel, could you were talking. Oh, let on... me tell you something about Marvel reinventing it. I mean, you've gotten used to his dull stories. Now I'll tell you a good one. We changed our name to Marvel when our superheroes started selling well. We were called Atlas Comics. And when we had the Fantastic Four and then the X-Men and Spider-Man and so forth, I said, I'm going to change the name of the company and give it some excitement. So I called it Marvel because I love advertising. And with a name like Marvel, you can come up with phrases like, make mine Marvel, welcome to the Marvel age of comics, you know, stuff like that. Now, our competition was then called National Comics. They always followed whatever I did. So they said in their brilliance, hey, Stanley changed the name of his company. Let's change our name. Now, here's the part that's going to get you. We came up with the name Marvel, which is so great to use in ads and so forth. What did they come up with? D.C. <laughs> Welcome to the D.C. age of comics. Make mine D.C. I mean, it was so easy for us to do better than them all those years because... And. And don't get me wrong, I love DC. All right, all right now tell one of your dull stories.
1: <laughs> okay, so, so now you've got Marvel, and now you've got to come up with uh, basically a band of new characters. So walk us through the process of what it was like, because it seemed like you were throwing out a lot of ideas to those creative guys, the artists at that point, that were having to take all your crazy ideas. And I mean, within the span, all those characters I just mentioned earlier came out in a span of about 3 years. So why why was that so prolific at that point?
2: Well, he started to say what was it like? And I'll show you why I'm such a good guest up on a platform like this. It was nice. <laughs> I I can't answer that question. You know, when you're a genius, you can't explain where it comes from, right? <laughs> I got to tell you the funny thing he's starting to
1: look like Albert Einstein too right so
2: the funny thing is here I am bragging this man did our best selling comic he's a writer he's an artist he has a zillion dollar toy business he makes toys he is so goddamn successful that I hate him and that's why I'm talking about I'm so jealous of him but aside from that I like him if I can only remember his name what was the question? How old are you? Uh, 91. But 91 ev- years old, ladies and gentlemen. But I got I to gotta be honest. I know it's hard to believe because everybody thinks I'm only 89. <laughs> a youthful 89.
1: Hey, look, look, When I was younger going to conventions, I, I would stand from a distance, watch and stand. And I got to tell you guys. There were about three models that I looked at to go, if I ever get on the other side of that table, I'm going to act like that person, right? And one of them was Stan, because if any of you guys had the good fortune to be in his line or whatever else, he he has figured out. And if you guys ever get there, I don't care if it's in comic books or some other field, you make the people who put money in your pockets feel as good about themselves as possible in, in that short period of time that we have with you. A lot. I got to tell you, a lot of celebrities don't understand that concept. So I'd like to applaud you for being so gracious to the fans for for decades and decades and decades. So I'll accept that. Yeah. Look at to to the point. He let a a punk, 16 year old kid, just sit by his side all day long and pepper him with questions. I mean, that's what he did for me, and he would have done the same for you if you'd been in that exact same spot. So hey, let's talk about your cameos.
2: Uh, All the ones that you've hold it. Cameos, starring roles. Those happen to be roles in a movie which are condensed because the stars of the movies are jealous and don't want me to have too much time because <laughs> they're aware of my appeal. So, so, sort
1: of like Academy Award Best Supporting Supporting Actor, right? A new category, really, a new category.
2: Now, let me tell you why those cameos are so important. Everybody says, why do they give Mr. No Talent all those cameos? Here's the reason. Somebody goes to the movies to see a Marvel movie. Let's take the the new X-Men movie. You go there. You sit through the whole movie. And suddenly you say, I didn't see Stan's cameo because I didn't do one. I was out of town when they did it, but that's unimportant. So they say, I didn't see Stan's cameo. Well, nobody is going to miss my cameo. They figure maybe I blinked my eye or I reached down for some popcorn. I missed it. So what do they do? They go to the box office. They buy another ticket. (laughs) They don't want to miss it. So half of the money that Marvel makes from those movies is because of my cameos. And that's a little trade secret that nobody else is aware of except you and us. And now Big Mouth over here. All right. And what's your your next starring role? My next starring role will be in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) And I have to tell you, I have to tell you, I went to do that. And I did it. I can't tell you what it is but I have absolutely no idea what that cameo has to do with the movie. (laughs) You see, I never know what it'll be. The director calls me and says, we want to shoot your cameo. Can you come in on less and such a date and time? And I go, and I go to wardrobe, and I go to makeup. If you can imagine any makeup improving me. And then... (laughs) I shoot the scene, and I say goodbye to everybody and go home. I don't know a damn thing about the movie, but I know about my scene. And I don't know what my scene has to do with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'll be as eager as you to find out. Now, if that doesn't bring you into the theater, then I'm a lousy salesman.
1: Plus, I heard the cameo on it is twice as long as most of your others, so it'll be four seconds, right? So. Almost, almost, yes. Yeah. All right. We look, is, is this our lineup of questions here?
2: Wait a minute. You're going to have to do me a favor. Yes. Again, even though I look so wonderful, he, he kind of does. I don't hear as well as I used to. I probably won't understand the question. Would you repeat it to me, but not through the mic? Because when you're talking into the mic, I don't understand what you're saying because it muffles your voice for me, for my particular type of All right, of so
1: I will seductively reword it into your ear. See, I don't know what the hell he's saying the, now. The odd time, I'll take a lick. All right. All right. So, okay, so where are we going to start the questions then? Up over here? He right. loves the
2: feeling we'll, of power of pointing we'll, we'll, to people. We'll get the
1: questions. I'll bring it back to Stan. Yes, sir. So, um, my question's for Stan. Yes, for uh, right. the Stan Lee panel. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, Like him, uh, I forgot his name, but...
2: Yeah. Um, I like your cameos, and I wanted to know which one is your favorite. Which cameo is my favorite? Yes. Yes. Don't think I was lying to you just because I heard that. That man speaks very clearly. Um, I think the one I I did in Captain America recently where I say I'm so fired, (laughs) because... That was real acting, because everybody knows I would never do anything to get myself fired. I'm much too clever and talented. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Uh, that, we back, we're going back and forth. All right, we're up over in this side. What's yes, your, ma'am. Uh,
0: what's your favorite school subject?
2: My favorite what?
1: Uh, in school? When in- S- school subject? Yeah, in school. What was your favorite subject in school? Like when you were when you were. Mine
2: Gee, really, none of them. I hated school.
0: <laughs> My new ceramics.
2: No, actually, it was it was composition. I like to write composition. Nobody ever read them, but I wrote them, and, and that was it. I, I was no good at at mathematics. History, I have no memory. I couldn't remember. Even 1492, it took me about 10 years to remember when Columbus discovered America. And the name of his three ships, I still don't know. And uh, I wasn't good at most things, but we sang songs. (laughs) Every week they had a glee club in the school, and they had what they called a listener's row. If you couldn't carry a tune, you had to sit in the listener's row and you had to keep your mouth shut. I was in the listener's row for all the time I was in school. If I even opened my mouth to sing a note, I would throw the whole class off off key. I remember that, so that was not my favorite. I didn't have any favorite subjects, I don't think. I hated school. Yeah. I shouldn't say that to all you young, pe- you young people there. I loved school. I spent all my time studying and learning. And, and I was going to say Googling, but they didn't have that then. Hey, uh, oh, you are so lucky they have Google. You don't have to read books. You don't have to study. You just Google it, and there it is. I wish I went to school now. The, uh,
1: hey, here's, a, here's an interesting thing. I remember listening to Stan when I was younger again uh, talk, and he said he doesn't remember things, right? And I, I don't know if this is true, but I remember you saying it on stage one day. It's the reason why there's so many characters that have the same first name and oh, last yeah. name with the same initials, right? Sue Storm, Reed Richard,
2: right? Bruce Banner. The reason was... You if I, I remembered one name, I knew the other name began with the same initial, so it made it easy for me. Right. I, but, I don't but, have a good memory. Who the hell is this? Right. Oh, right. But but to, to
1: complicate it more, why was his name Robert Bruce Banner? Because he forgot, and he, he forgot he gave him two names, so he just added both the names to, and it became Robert Bruce Banner, Right.
2: You're right. I remember getting fan mail from readers. They said, don't you know the names of your own characters? I never knew quite how to respond. All right, back over here.
0: Hello. First of all, you look marvelous today.
2: Ah. Marvel. I'm sorry, I heard the word marvel. What she's, was that? She's
0: Marvelous.
2: She says you're a stud bolt. Oh, I admire your, you're a great judge of character. <laughs> that person knows people. Thank you very much. <laughs>
0: you're welcome. My question is, we all think that you're superheroes and that you are our superhero. Who was like your role model and your superhero when you were growing up?
2: Your, your voice is beautiful, but it's on a high pitch that I can't get. Can't, can't. What she, did uh, you think? Who Take was your role model? Away. Just tell me.
1: She's saying, who was your role model? The, the, oh, hero, who, when you were grown up, who did you look up to?
2: Every writer who wrote a book that I enjoyed, I loved reading books, and anything by um, Edgar Rice Burroughs, or who wrote Sherlock Holmes? It, yeah. I forgot that, that meme with my memory, and the guy who wrote about the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And I don't remember their names, but all these science fiction writers, and I loved Charles Dickens. I even loved Shakespeare. I couldn't understand, really, what most of Shakespeare was about when I was a kid, but I loved all that what-ho, Horatio kind of dialogue, you know, (laughs) and I loved reading, and every author, Mark Twain, uh, all of them, the guy who wrote The Raven with three names, what's his name, (laughs) Edgar Allan Poe, did I mention him? and I I would read these guys and I'd say how could they do it do you remember Edgar Allan Poe's poem "Uh, hear the sledges with the bells silver bells what a world of monody the melody where did he get a word like monody who knows a word like that and it goes on and on these guys were geniuses I think that's when I wanted to be a writer I wanted to be a genius but I only turned out to be a writer (laughs)
1: Uh, thank you thank you over here Question over here. We're over here in this corner. Mark Twain yeah. was another sorry. one. All right, over here. Yes, sir.
0: Hello and good afternoon. My name's Leo. I want to say thank you for coming to Phoenix Comic Con, Stan. Uh, you're welcome. I missed you the last time you were in town, and that made me sad.
2: I missed that part.
0: But now I'm glad. So. <laughs> I'm glad
2: you're here. Oh, yeah,
0: I am too. <laughs> so my I'm question. Glad I'm anywhere. So my question is: uh, There's been many directors that have taken on the Marvel movies, including Brian Singer, Sam
2: Raimi, and others. You gotta help me with that. Is there a? Oh, for crying <laughs> out loud! I was with them all day yesterday. What did I do wrong to be punished this way? Hi, Mike. How, are you, how are you guys doing? What'd you say? I said, how are you? Oh, I'm magnificent. You know that. Look at all these people down here. They're all here for McFarlane. That's what I heard. You should have heard when I came. Oh, Christ, it's Lee. They were having such a good time listening to Todd. Hey, hey, now they'll have a good time with you. I I'm going to sit I, down and rest for a while.
0: I'm thinking we should have uh, or have this guy do a spawn.
2: Now, you and Todd talk for a while. Hey, do
0: spawn.
1: Yes. Spawn. Yes. 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 Are you going to do so that? Wh- that who, toy? That Merle who's toy? Gonna, who's going to be in Galax- Guardians of the Galaxy? Who do we know in that movie? Guardians of Galaxy.
0: Yeah. You know what? The, you mean the one that comes out uh, August
1: first? Yes, sir. <laughs> who's going to go see Mr. Rooker, or Mr. Stan Lee, or Guardians of Galaxy, August first?
2: What did he?
0: He says that we're gonna be in Guardians of the Galaxy. Did we ever
1: get the the Did we ever get to answer your question?
0: Uh, no. What's your question? What's your question? What's your question? So my question for Stan is: Is there a director alive today that you would like to see take on one of the your Marvel creations that hasn't done so? And if so, what is that person's name and which? Marvel creation thank what you
2: what is a person's name what you want came to, before
0: that want,
1: that's like three questions yeah. dude you want, <laughs> okay so he wants to know is there a director that you that you wish would take on one of your characters for a movie is there a director you go oh they have, he hasn't signed on yet
2: well Fellini would have been great but he's dead now <laughs> No, we've been lucky. We've had the greatest directors. Some of them, when they came on, I didn't even know who they were. I didn't know their names, but they did such a great job. Marvel has been lucky as hell because apparently most of the directors love our characters, and they want to do those movies. And as you can imagine, the more successful the movies get, the more the directors want to do them. So they have no problem getting directors. Why they haven't asked me to direct one, I'll never know. But that's another subject.
0: James Gunn's a good director.
2: Will you stop? Don't talk in the mic. I can't. Here's what it sounds like to me when he talks in the mic. <laughs> talk in real life. Put the mic away. What did you say? James Gunn's a good director. Uh, now he, he repeated what I just said. What? James Gunn. James Gunn. Okay. James. Yeah. Gun. 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 James
1: Gun. <laughs> 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 all right. For all you parents that have had two children, they're doing their baby talk right now. So. You see, do you see we'll why, I don't, have too, why I don't have too many friends? <laughs> <laughs> Where, where's our next question coming from? Over here? Yes, yes.
0: Um, I actually have two small ones, but okay. the main one is, how did you come up with the Marvel dynamic?
2: How did I come up with what?
0: The Marvel dynamic.
2: What the hell is, it? <laughs> is the Marvel dynamic?
0: Like, what's the Marvel dynamic, baby? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the way you overexaggerate all of your characters' motions and. Um... <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> like when they d- they can't just pound on the desk; they have to like put their hand all the way up and then slam it down exactly like that. <laughs> yes, like that.
2: What did, so, what did she say? No, no, what was no. the Bible dynamic?
0: No, hey, so she says when characters are drawn really large, when instead of just going like this on the desk,
2: they go. Oh, that's my fault. I used to tell the artists, even Jack Kirby, who is the greatest of them all. One day, one day he drew a picture of in the beginning of the um, who, who's the villain. Um, Dr. Doom. He drew a picture of Dr. Doom sitting in a chair which was like a throne and he drew him like this. (laughs) And I said, Jack, Dr. Doom wouldn't sit that way. He'd sit like this. (laughs) That was about the only time I had ever corrected Jack Kirby in my life because he he was the best. But we did, uh, with all the artists and with all the writers, I would say... If a guy does anything, let him do it in a dramatic, the most dramatic way. If he's angry, I don't want him just to be angry. I want him to be furious. And if he's in love, he's not just in love. He's captured by romance. In fact, wait a minute. I want to tell you something about McFarlane. I don't remember where it was, Todd. But you and I were on a platform somewhere, and I was mentioning you. He did a shot, or you were giving an example, I think, and it was something we both agreed on. If you draw Thor with a cape floating in the... There was something where you said if you draw Thor with a hammer, he wouldn't be like this. He'd be like this. And, and you understand? Todd understands that so perfectly. It's one of the few things he does understand. But you, whatever emotion you have, whatever action you have, you carry it to the extreme. So here- we used. To, oh, I'm still talking for oh. Christ's sake. <laughs> now I've got what I to say, and it was brilliant too. Um, it doesn't matter. You go ahead. Waste a little time. I, I, I we'll will, think I, it's I will up.
1: repeat what, he, what, what he's saying that he thinks he heard me say, although he has bad hearing. That what, what, what the theory was is comic books, for any of you guys out there or gals that want to draw, it's all melodrama. It's all Broadway. It's all Broadway, right? If you're ever on a stage, you don't act on Broadway so that you can sell whatever you're doing to the first five rows, you, you overact you, for you, the last row. Yes, it's for grandma that's got bad eyes. So what he's saying is if you get hit, you have to overact it. So the, the theory I said with Thor was that I could take Thor
2: in the most mundane situation and make him look cool. And the way that it worked was- Mundane means a very simple, dull situation for any DC readers out yeah. there. <laughs>
1: I really love the guys. Uh, Jim Lee just got up and left. So, and, and it went like this. Thor would be standing there. His legs would be apart. You go to three-quarter. He's got the big cape. The cape is billowing in the back. Why? Because the wind's blowing. He's got his helmet on with the wings. The wings are twisted because, again, the wind's going. He's got that cool hair that's going back, kind of Fabio-esque, and it's cutting across his face, and he's holding that hammer down here in a clutch, and you can see all the veins in his arm. Lightning bolts are coming off the the thing, off, off the hammer, and the dust is kicking up from all that energy, and the balloon says, pass the salt, right? But... Darn it! That's the best past assault panel you're ever going to see, and that was—it's really—it's really really what comic books about. Just oversell it. So anyway,
2: when I'm on a platform with someone, that someone is not supposed to be cleverer or more interesting Uh than I am. (laughs) I want you to forget everything you heard for the past two or three minutes. (laughs) Jesus, McFarlane. All right, we got another question.
0: So I got Mr. McFarlane. How how do you suppose that relates to? uh, 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 comic book characters coming
2: to life on film. Then you've been sitting there for five minutes. That's all you can come up with. <laughs> go on, answer them.
1: But you know we can't do that on film. No, no you you can't well, I, you can't do it. But if I, a again, big yeah. if I was directing, here's what here's here's what I would say. I would go look at. The one thing that we can get away with artistically is we can do silhouettes, and our silhouettes can be different. You know who the king is, right? Superman's a king, right? I hope Hulk, you're following the Hulk, the
2: Hulk, every word of this.
1: The Hulk is a brute, right? And Spider-Man's sort of this, this little pedestrian guy that sort of does the cool stuff. So for you, if, if you were going to be, let's say, Venom, then the moments that you show me anger and rage, then I need Venom, you. Venom, Venom. Venom, Venom. I co-created him. He's cool so the, if you're going to be ven- then at the moment that you get angry then sell the anger right? because I don't want, what I don't want you to do is come in and go I'm going to be giving my lines here and now when you get angry I want you to make my kids jump out of their seat and scare the crap out of them when you're delivering those lines at the key moments not all the time I don't want you to scare this little kid right here all the time I want you Why at that not? moment to just go wait what's your name what's your name Brienne, I want you to get into Brienne. I want you to be a good venom. I want you to be there, and then I want you to go, and I want you to jump. I want to make. And now that you just made her jump, I need you to give me a couple of those during the movie. Now go.
2: Those are those are really cheap jump scares. I have no idea what the man is talking about. (laughs) Okay. Jump scares. Uh, uh, What?
0: What's your question, baby? Um,
2: if I was a superhero, um, a character, would you make me a? Superhero
0: or a villain? That? If, she, if she were a superhero, would she? Or a superhero or a villain? Which would you choose for her? Would you make her a villain or a superhero?
2: Well, I would have to get to know her a lot better. <laughs> um, but I think we'll all agree that the supervillain is the most interesting one. <laughs> so, uh, if you're an interesting person and you must be to have asked a fascinating question like that, I think I would make you a supervillain. And I want anybody, anybody sitting near her to change a seat, move a little further away. We don't know how dangerous she may be. Let me tell you something about Dr. Doom, speaking of that. You know, Dr. Doom is supposed to be a supervillain, but I want you to think about it. All he wants to do is rule the world. Now, that's not a crime. You can walk up to a policeman and you can say, Officer, I want to rule the world. He can't arrest you. Anybody could want to rule the world. So Dr. Doom, to me, is not a villain. And you stop calling him one, McFarlane. Do you hear that? (laughs) Yeah, man. Dude, I didn't create him. You did. You forgot
1: that part. That's on you, bud. That's on you. I got to go.
2: Are you going?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go now. Yeah, he does that to
2: everybody. Does he? They can only sit here
1: that long. I, it's a hot seat, man.
0: I, 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 re- I can feel the pressure. All right, All
1: right. So, Michael
2: Rooker, everybody, give him a round of a applause. Are Coming we, out, Guardians of the Galaxy, August 1st. You mean you're not kidding? It's over? No, no, he's no, going. going. I'm going. You're staying. Going. Oh, we're staying. Guardians oh. of the Galaxy. But yeah. you're my, you're my interpreter. Now I'm alone with him. <laughs> oh, you're,
0: you're in trouble now. You know, we've worked together on two movies now. You and I. Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy. Well, maybe. I I don't know. Do you have a thing in Guardians of the Galaxy?
2: A a cameo. You do. Um, a A small supporting role. Actually, I know. I wasn't sure if we were supposed to say that or not. Is it true, though? Yes, but you didn't know about my cameo? No, I've seen it. Well, where did you see it? I magnificent.
0: It? I, I saw it on on screen. You were you were totally But what totally made you
2: suddenly decide he's leaving? Where did you suddenly decide it.
0: that? Oh, I just I
2: suddenly. decided... It was because you were talking so much.
0: Yeah, you know he he you know he you know how he
2: is. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right, what the hell? I'll see you later backstage. <laughs> we'll talk we'll, about him later, alligator. Okay,
0: bye guys. <laughs> right on, McFarland.
2: A great man is exiting the stage.
1: All right. Where's oh, our now next we're question? Now we're stuck
2: with each other, Where, Where's our next question
1: coming from? Right here. Right here. Right here. Yes. Oh, look at that. Are you Venom or are you the black costume, Spidey? Venom. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What's your question, young man?
2: Um. What inspired you to making all these um comic book characters? What inspired me to what to make all these characters that you made? All oh, all it's a simple things. answer greed (laughs) no i i I had a job (laughs) and i wanted to keep working so i could pay the rent and my publisher kept saying hey that one is selling well now dream up another and if i hadn't dreamed up another he might have hired somebody else to dream up the other so it was my job I was the editor and the, and the writer at the Marvel things in the beginning, and I just kept doing it. To, I never thought that someday I'd be addressing an audience like this or that Marvel would become so big. It was a job. I didn't want to get fired. That's all it was. And it turned out to be something very nice, and I thank you all for that, because if you hadn't bought the books, I wouldn't be sitting here. I'd be working somewhere. So thank you. All right.
1: Back over here. I just wanted to ask, Stan, if
2: you've ever had a story that you would love to tell, uh, but didn't think that it would work out quite well. If I had a story I'd love to tell, I didn't hear the rest. Yeah,
1: no, no. Have you ever written a story, but you just went, ah, it's a good one, but it won't fit in common?
2: Never. Everything I wrote, I loved. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, I... If I didn't like it, I wouldn't write it. Everything that I wrote was something that I wanted to say, and if I couldn't think of anything to say, I didn't write it. So maybe I'm the only author like that, but I love everything I wrote. I am my biggest fan. That's a little secret. You. Can... All
1: right, where are, we, where are we at? Where are we at? Over here now or no? Over here. Yeah, back over here. Oh, over here. oh back over here. Okay. Oh, Wolvie, what do you got? Look at It little, gives cool. him
2: a feeling of power to be the one to point to Yeah, Phil Donahue. I... Yes, sir. What would you like?
0: Um, who's your favorite... Who's your super favorite Marvel character? Character?
1: Okay, let's go ask the man. Stand the man. Right? I'm Todd the God. You remember that. What so, that? nothing. I didn't say nothing. I'm just repeating something to him. He's cute. He wants to know... who. Uh, of all the characters you cre- of all the characters you created, what, do you have a favorite amongst any of them? Is there a favorite child?
2: You said he was cute. I hope he's like under seven years old. <laughs> and my favorite, I guess, if I have to have a favorite, and I really don't, because they're all like my children, but if I have to have a favorite, it would have to be Spider Man. I think. I mean, somehow or other, he has become like Mickey Mouse. He's all over the world. He's big in China. He's big in Europe. He's big all over. Everybody recognizes him. So um, I'd have to be kind of fond of him, I guess.
1: But is there, is there any uh, character traits? Why, why him? The is there, why him?
2: Why, why him? him? Yeah, why, I just told you why him. Well, but he's,
1: but... Big in, he's big in China. That's not an answer.
2: Well, he's big in a lot of other countries. No, I mean he's become like Mickey Mouse all over the world. People know him and love him. Okay. So how can I not love him? Well, he's big in China. So. And besides, he's more like me than anybody. Oh. All right, we got, uh, they're telling me we've got three more questions, and then and then. How we'll do you know there's only three more? What Something from up there no, came some- down and whispered that to you? No, because when you're engaging these good people... I didn't engage you.
1: I, they, they, I don't know what the hell you even got up here. Okay, we got three more questions. Yes, ma'am.
0: Hi. I was wondering how many characters, if any, have a real-life basis on people you've known throughout your
1: life? People, what? So, of the characters you've created, do you take any traits from real people that you've met in
2: life? Oh, I'm sure. I don't think any writer writes any character without subconsciously thinking of people or movie stars or somebody who has those characteristics, but I, I don't do... There was only one. There was only one character I wrote where I was really thinking of a person when I wrote him, and that was Tony Stark, whom you may know as Iron Man. I was thinking of, um, oh God, I have no memory. Who's the guy who made the plane that never flew? the, The, Howard Hughes. I was thinking of Howard Hughes. He was an adventurer, an inventor, A millionaire. In those days, being a millionaire was like being a billionaire today. And he was a genius, but he was also a little bit nuts. Well, we haven't made Iron Man nuts yet, but I thought it would be fun to take a character like Howard Hughes, who the readers shouldn't have liked because he he made armaments and he was part of the military-industrial complex. And in those days, the teenagers hated those kind of people. And I thought it would be a challenge, a fun challenge, to take a character like that and see if I could make him popular. So that's the one character that I wrote that I really was thinking of a person. Everybody else, just fiction.
1: Thank you. All right,
2: thank you. Where's our next
1: question? Over here on this side? Two more. Oh, hey, okay. okay.
0: Um, so like, my question is, is what's it like? What's the day in the life of Stanley? You know, like, how does it feel? Like, you can't go to the grocery store without people, like, you know,
2: like a day in the yeah. life. What, is that? Yeah. Are,
1: are you are you so famous now that like you can't go out? What's it like being Stanley? It was the first question I asked. You.
2: Um. Well, I will admit, people now do recognize me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when i go to the airport and they're searching you know i you got to put your arms out and they pat you down i hope you don't mind mr lee they say so and people stop me in this st- it's funny people used to stop you in the street if you were famous and ask for an autograph now they ask for an autograph and they say can i take a picture of you because everybody has a little uh, phone with a camera in it so a lot of people do that in the street and uh i got to admit, I I, I love it. I don't get offended. I don't get angry. In fact, sometimes I pass somebody who doesn't say, hey, aren't you Stan Lee? I get a little offended. I want to go back. (laughs) Didn't you recognize me? Where have you been?
1: All right. Last question here. Yes, sir. Um, what was your inspiration or like creation idea for a uh, Spider-Man? Because that was my childhood hero, and I thank you for that, Stanley. Right. So he just want, he wants to know what was what was your thought process for Spider-Man? What my thought you? process. Yeah, for creating
2: that character. Oh boy, it's a long story. How much time do we have? Yeah, this is a good one, but we got all day. You're All late. right. Don't worry about no, it. It's not that good. It's just I talk a lot. I had just done whatever heroes I had done, maybe the X-Men and Fantastic Four, I forget which, and my publisher, who was a strange guy, but I won't discuss that now, but he said to me, hey, Stan, I think we're on a roll. We have a couple of good-selling heroes. Come up with another one for me. So I wanted to keep my job, so I went home and started thinking, and I saw a fly crawling on the wall, and I thought, wow, wouldn't it be cool to have a hero who could stick to the wall like it. No, I'm not telling the truth. In those days, they probably didn't have the word cool. I probably said, wouldn't it be groovy? But anyway, it was the same thought to have a character crawl on the wall. So I thought sort of like an insect. And then I thought, okay, now I need a name. To me, names are very important, like the Hulk. I mean, you had to love a guy called the Hulk. Anyway, I thought, what do I call the guy? Insect Man? Nah, it didn't sound dramatic. Mosquito Man? Nah. And I went down the list and I got to Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I said, wow, I've got my name. Then I decided to make him different. I'd make him a teenager. And finally, I thought to make the, the readers empathize with him, I'd give him a lot of personal problems. He'd be poor, he'd live with an ant who's always sick, and stuff like that. So I went to my publisher the next day, and I was so excited. I told him my idea. And he said, Stan, that is the worst idea I have ever heard. He said, first of all, people hate spiders, so you can't call a hero Spider-Man. You want him to be a, 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 a teenage hero? Don't you understand teenagers can only be sidekicks? And then he said, and you want him to have personal problems? Don't you know anything about superheroes? They don't have personal problems. They're superheroes. So I walked out of the office with my tail between my legs, but I couldn't get the idea out of my mind. So we were going to kill a magazine. I think it was called Amazing Fantasy. Now, when you kill a magazine, nobody cares what you put in the last issue, because you're killing it. So I thought I'd get Spider-Man out of my system. I'd put him in that magazine. And Steve Ditko drew him. I I gave it to Jack Kirby first, but he made him look too heroic. I said, I want him to be just an ordinary, klutzy kind of teenager. Gave it to Steve Ditko, who drew klutzy characters. And we featured him on the cover, and I forgot about it. About a month later, after the sales figures came in, my publisher came running into my office and he said, hey, Stan, do you remember that Spider-Man character of yours that we both liked so much? I swear. He said, let's make a series of it. And that's how Spider-Man was born. And it's the
1: truth. All right, All right they're telling us our time is done. Uh, just so you guys know, Stan Lee is the only person in the comic book community that has his own star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He's the only one representing us. Only now. one lousy so, star. Yeah, no, but, and here's why that's a big deal, because all this stuff that i grew up with that people kept saying you're a geek you're a nerd you have to hide it away from people we're going mainstream right we've we've now taken over the meek have now inherited the earth i say the geek have now inherited the earth right, right, right now very good so yeah so
2: give it up ladies and gentlemen mr stanley thank you and i have only one thing to say to you Exhulsior! Hey, hey, hey. Great as you